Yo, 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 all right, all right, so, July the 10th, I believe, 2020, checking in with you guys, um, been a couple minutes since I did another podcast, I'm lagging it on the podcast, but I've been fucking busy, man, like, the phone is ringing off the chain, I got too much work, not enough time. Not enough equipment, not enough anything. Like, it's getting to the point where I have to toss away work. And I really have to, like, attend tend to my clients because they're the ones who give me steady work all the time. And I just can't not tend to them. And so all the additional work that's coming in, I'm like, well, you got to wait, you got to wait. And nobody wants to wait. And uh, I've been busy busy with that busy trying to find a and not that I'm tr- I haven't been like hardcore looking but finding a room a studio an apartment while it's high on my list of things to do because I want to leave where I'm at um I haven't yet I just haven't had the time like I haven't had like a week off where I'm like okay I'll go ahead and get it done get the last couple of things I need to get done that I need to get done as far as selling the vehicle. Like I mentioned before, I had to sell a vehicle, switch a couple of bills around, and then just, you know, I got to, like, organize myself. I just haven't had the time, and not that I don't want to, or I haven't, I just don't, I haven't had it. I've been busy. I mean, I don't know when I'm going to get not busy, but, I mean, it's coming. I mean, I'm already, like, halfway out the door so to speak you know so with that being said um i'm like i've been busy as well like when i get home uh i'm helping my neighbor build a wall so i don't know i don't even know if i'm gonna finish the wall but i gotta build it but that's besides the fact that uh, that's getting done, and you know I just haven't had the free time, so I've been I've been like I said been stressfully busy. Uh, but that's a good thing. Um, now moving on from that, you know a little COVID update. Uh, to me it seems like. This COVID shit is getting worse by the day. And I mean, I think we tried stamping it out. And I think, I actually think that worked to a degree. Uh, Because it allowed the United States time to, especially the hand sanitizers, the gloves, the mask, and all those people in bandanas, allowed them time to just mass produce is what they, you know, capitalism to the you know now all of that stuff is readily available as well as the markets have shifted you know the your local store markets um you know now there's a lot more pasta rice is now available you know before it went depleted and that just added egged on into the to the pandemic is a problem. Now that's not a problem. Now we're just focusing on if you get it, 
you know, you, you got to survive it. I mean, there's no... But, yeah, I mean, it's going to get... I, I think it's going to get worse because a lot less people are actually caring now about it. They think this is a joke. Uh, most states have not reopened back up. Like, here in California, it's the state is open back up, but... They want you to wear a mask and stay the six feet apart and not a lot of people are just adhering to the rules so i mean the cases of course are gonna spike and but we don't have a handle on anything i mean we're just gonna i think it's just gonna go it's just gonna go, whatever happens happens if a million people die two million people if nobody else dies i mean it's just gonna whatever happens happens i mean and that's just basically the consensus of what's gonna happen now i mean um, if you get it, I still recommend motherfuckers staying away from me. I wear a mask everywhere I go. Got a bandana wrapped around my neck all day. As soon as I know that somebody's coming into contact with me that I don't know, I immediately pull up my bandana and I try not to shake anybody's hand. I haven't in a while. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's kind of rude not shaking somebody's hand, but it's also kind of rude to be shaking somebody's hand right now but you know it's rude to not accept it um but yeah just yeah it's kind of wild this you keep hearing things about this covid shit it's kind of wild the hospitals are now being overwhelmed again um just totally wild but on the good news part of it is I think, you know, I just think now we're better, we're better, we got a better prepared for it, for the worst. You know, our if it happened and we didn't do close, close down anything months ago, uh, you know, it would have been really bad with, with no gloves, no mask, no hand sanitizers, yada, yada, yada. A lot more people would even have it. And I think the hospitals would have been over overrun. And we would have broken the medical chain. Uh, people would have just been dying left and right. Now they've caught up to the point where the hospitals have enough supplies to go two or three years without requesting anything, you know. As well as the general population. You know, for those of us who are smart, are wearing masks and gloves and this and that. You know, staying away from people. The rest of everybody else... Still, some people are still wearing masks. Maybe they're not staying away from everybody, but still wearing masks. So, we're stemming the tide. And this thing is going to last for a while. We're just stemming, slowing the tide. We've slowed, flattened the curve, but the curve is still trending up. Uh, but we flattened it, definitely. Uh, but that's, so I think that's a positive. I mean, we did, I think we did what we needed to do to get us to this point. Uh, so, that's what I see in that end. Now, personally, I, I just got my hands on Disney Plus. So, a couple of nights on these nights that I've been busy, I went back and watched the original Avengers, and I watched Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, because I once Infinity War hit. You know, Infinity War took to me. Infinity War is one of the best movies that Marvel has ever put forward. It's one of the best movies that I've, 
just as who I am as a person, I'm a nerd, geek, you know, I, lo- I like Marvel. And like it, we've talked before, I love, I'm a more of a Marvel fan than I am a DC fan. I just, I never liked the bats. Uh, Superman is overrated, and I just don't like none of the other side characters enough to even care about. Like, didn't like the Green Lantern. I don't like Aquaman. I don't like fucking uh, Cyborg. I don't like Wonder Woman. Well, not that I don't, and not not that even that I don't like. I just don't. That's I don't like the Flash, Green Arrow. I just there's not my things I care for like at all, and that probably has a lot to do with I don't really care for Superman, and I don't really care for the bats. Um, I just don't care for those two. I don't. I not not only do I not care for the bats, but I actually I can't stand Batman. I can't, I hate Batman stands. Uh, and Superman's right up there too I just don't like Superman's Whole gimmick That Clark Lane, Clark, Clark Lane is his secret identity Blah 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 I, just, I don't like it I just uh, To me he, just rubs, he rubs me the wrong way um, You know And Batman rub, rubs me the wrong way So I didn't I don't like But I grew up watching Marvel I, uh, I actually like Captain America uh, I like Iron Man. I don't really like. I'm one of those ones. If we get down to it, money's not a superpower. It's really not. So he was not. My, Wolverine was more of my favorite. And we can go into this all day. But Marvel. Going back to Marvel, Infinity War to me is one of the best movies that Marvel in all of their repertoire that they've made. And that says a lot because I thought Avengers, you know, the original Avengers was fucking phenomenal. And I haven't watched it probably in like since pre-Infinity War days. Like when Infinity War was in theater, uh, I haven't really gone back to see the original Avengers. So I didn't. It was, I just, I mean, obviously I knew Loki fought and, you know, he stormed, but I didn't really understand. And honestly, I need to go even pre that. I need to go to, I need to watch Thor part one or perhaps Thor the Dark World. I'm not sure which one preludes the, the Avengers because I know Loki, I, maybe it's Avengers or uh, Thor one, uh, I forget they they said that, that he mourned. Loki asked Thor, "Did did you did you mourn for me?" He says, "Of course, we we mourn for you." We, and then he says, "Well, obviously, you know now that I'm not your brother. You know, you know, Odin is not my father." And he's like, we have, "And Thor tells Loki, we grew up together, we fought together, we laughed together. You know." All these years, you're my brother, and you know Loki. You know, just tells him that all he remembers is a shadow standing in someone's shadow, and I, I don't know what the. I mean, I get that there, you know, Loki and Thor have been beefing, but I don't. I need to go back and watch Thor, the original Thor, because I think Loki. Trick the frost giants into attacking Asgard, if I'm not mistaken, and 
But you see, I went back and watched Avengers, the original Avengers, and like, I was like, damn, how did this even get to this point? You know, Cap meets Iron Man. They they immediately, you know, the 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 meeting between Captain America and Iron Man. Uh, I t- to me, the the styles of who they are contrast so great you know and it's portrayed really good in the movie uh captain america is like there's a fight where my head in he's on a mission you know the last time he was in germany there was a man standing above everybody else they didn't get along and then iron man comes in he's blasting a uh some something a song by city as i can't think of the song off the top of my head and he's like ramadan you miss me and he lands and he's like, your move, Reindeer Games. Like, jokish. Like, he's a, it's like a joke, not really a mission. You know. It, and that's a credit to Robert Downey Jr. Because Robert Downey Jr. to me played a phenomenal. I mean, you can't really tell. To me, you can't really tell if that's Iron Man. Uh, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. Or Robert Downey Jr. Jr acting out his actual life as a fucking as a Iron Man character you know I don't know because to me that how Robert Downey Jr. portrays Iron Man is kind of like how I'd imagine most rich and famous people actually are in real life I don't see the difference like I you know, that's in, even in Iron Man 1. Like, it was pretty prevalent, like, to think, like, you know what? So, I don't know. You know, I don't know how much acting Robert Downey Jr. actually put into the character. Or if they just say, hey, you know what? You're going to play yourself, but just imagine you get to wear an Iron Man suit. And he was like, oh, okay, this seems fairly easy. And I could put a little emphasis on some things. And, you know, you're going to give me work for 10, 15 years, I'll give it, I'll give it 100% effort. You know, I won't show up late or whatever the case may be. So I, like, you know, I don't know if that was just the, what Marvel had in mind. Like, you know what, we're just going to get somebody from Hollywood that's a little bit older, but that had a little bit of wild side to him before. Maybe he's a little bit organized now and we'll give him, we'll let him go. Just tell him. That's how it's going to be. And I think that's literally... Robert Downey Jr. to me is... You know... Phenomenal as Iron Man. He's been an Iron Man... Up until Endgame. And you know... Now... Seemingly he's done. But... I just think... You know... Going back... I have Disney Plus now. Going back... I watched... Avengers 1. I was like... Man, damn. Like this was... Full chalked up a full of parts that equally if not as memorable as Infinity War or Endgame and I had completely forgotten about it because Infinity War and much to degree Endgame kind of obliterated both Avengers 1 and Age of Ultron and you know moving on to Age of Ultron uh I get that that's 
the the lone Avengers that kind of is like okay, it wasn't as good as the first one. It's definitely not as good as Infinity War Endgame. So it's kind of the run of the pack. They killed off Ultron relatively with ease to me. But nonetheless, they had some great, great stuff. The Hulkbuster, that's when the Hulkbuster gets introduced. Um, you know, the, the creation of Vision. You know, you get the Scarlet Witch. You know, Quicksilver's in there briefly. Um, you know, you get the... <laughs> You get the initial love mingling between the Hulk and Black Widow. You get, oh, you get it's so rich. You get Iron Man and Captain America are at each other. You know, if there was already a little bit of a tussle between the two, it's even it's ramped up even more in Age of Ultron, almost to the point where. It's just at the tipping point between them two. Between Iron Man wants to push the boundary, create Ultron, creating it, and Captain America's like, no, every time, I think if it tells him, every time somebody tries to win a war before it starts, people get killed. And he tells Tony that, you know, Robert, and, and Robert Downey Jr., is, you know, brings the Hulk on, like, to help. Bruce Banner to help him create Ultron and Vision and it's just it's phenomenal that you know then there's a scene where in Ultron where and everybody kind of forgets where Captain America just ever so slightly nudge nudges uh, Thor's hammer uh, and they pan to Thor's face and it goes from smiling to just Never slow, like, serious, like... And then back to, like, laughing. That whole scene to me is amazing because you have... Hawkeye, Black Widow, Bruce Banner... Uh, Iron Man, Captain America. You have uh, War Machine. I mean, you have a slew of characters there... And these are big time names that you think, damn, like, what would it have been like just to sit there, like, chilling, like, in that scene, like, them shooting the shit, you know, uh, just right there chilling. Like, that's one of, that to me, that's one of the coolest things about the Avengers that I think it has even more so than, like, I think the only other franchise that comes close is Fast and the Furious. You know, it kind of reminds me of that scene in the Fast and Furious. I don't know which one it is, but The Rock rolls up to um, Toretto's house in L.A. It's in its dom. It's, you know, it's Luda. It's The Rock. It's Paul Walker. It's Letty. It's a, it's a whole slew of them. There's like six or seven of them there. Eight of them there that had a barbecue just chilling. That scene and that, you know, that's funny because, and that's just a cool scene to watch transpire because you got all these big time actors rolling up in one little area just shooting the shit. Like, 
it's almost like they just took the reins off of him and told him, hey, you know what? Just act normal. Like, we're going to have a barbecue. We're just going to put a camera down and see how you guys interact with each other. But use your your aliases. Use your character's name, you know? And that's just, to me, that, that that's kind of bad. And I think that actually happens in The Expendables uh, a couple of times. But not to the degree that it was. And not to the coolness that was in Avengers Age of Ultron. And then the fight scene... Towards the end of Age of Ultron, Ultron sends like a thousand of his minions to the Avengers. I mean, who could forget that? Um, and the dialogue is so good, you know. You know, Ultron tells Vision, he's like, the humans are, you know, this. And he says, yeah. But that's the beauty of it, you know. Life is not, you know, eternal. And he's like, oh, you're something, uh, you're unbearably naive. And he says, well, yeah, I was born yesterday. And he just fucking zaps Ultron out of existence. Um, you know, and then he got an infinity stone. And, Thor talks about it. He says, hey, you know what? This is the fourth Infinity Stone to pop up in in the last few years. And he says, there's games being... Somebody is playing a game, making pawns of us all, you know, leading up to what is to be Thanos. Uh, you know. Uh, and it just... It, to me, it's just fucking... Going back and watching those, you know... I just can't believe I took part in watching those movies like in real time, in real reality. In you know, those are movies I think that people are gonna watch 20, 30, 40 years from now and be like, damn, how did they get all those people? Because it's still gonna, to me, movies and movie studios, now that the bar has been set for Marvel from Marvel to do like hey you can build uh, a whole what would be like a silver screen miniseries or even a series like in X-Files like and you could put it on the big screen and you could hit billion dollar you know billion dollar half a billion dollars 750 million three quarters of a billion dollar marks for each and every episode so there's we're gonna get attempts at this, you know, from now on. But how many are gonna be successful at pulling it off? DC, the DCU is nowhere near capable. Rebooting, they can't get, they can't hold Batman down. They can't hold uh, Superman in place for a dozen years. There's not in, there's not a stupid studio who's willing to put the money where their mouth is. And okay, we're going to pump out four movies regardless of... Six movies regardless of... We make $150 million or we make $500 million or we make a billion. We, you know, we're going to build a whole story. We're going to get these players on board. You know, Harry Potter and, and even The Hobbit has... And Lord of the Rings... Lord of the Rings only has six entries. I think Harry Potter has like seven. But that is dwarfed by what Marvel is doing, so... 
I got Disney Plus. I've also went back and watched um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, uh, phenomenal. You know Johnny Depp. Uh, I also watched Onward, which I thought was really good as well. Uh, to me, Onward was was really good. I mean, I'm not going to get into too much of that because um, kind of. Well, I mean, maybe Onward. You know, to me, Onward is good. It's not. It's not as good as some of Pixar's. You know. Other engine, but I, I liked Onward. I actually liked that the story was kind of like about the two brothers trying to find their dad for the last time. Um, you speak to him, and they, you know, they go on an adventure. Now you know, and and the kid is more magical. I don't know the kid's name. I I watched it. I don't know if I watched it again. That's the whole thing. I don't know. Onward wasn't that good to where I want to watch it. Like. Over and over and over. But I mean I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I felt like they could have. Went more magical with it. Um, and they kind of took the reins off of it. Like we're going to just make this. As a matter of fact. I think they should make a part two to it. And let and take off. The gloves. So to speak. And let Pixar run with. You know like a more magical story. Like now that he's. Now that the kid can pretty much command, you know, spells, I mean, they should let him, like, go on an adventure, you know, to something else and really, you know, well, I'd like to see more magic in it. To me, that's what it was lacking. They took away the magic out of everybody, and this was more a coming of, now you're learning magic, you get to see your dad for one time uh, type of deal. Uh, but I thought it was I thought it was good I mean I, Maybe I will watch it again After some time But there's There's so many more things I'm gonna watch uh, At World's End I mean I don't know When I'm gonna watch that But I'm going to uh, World At World's End You know To me The Pirate That was Between Dead Man's Chest And At World's End To me It probably If we're talking Pirates of the Caribbean Excluding the 4th and 5th parts of it uh it's two three one as the order of from best to the original uh the curse of the black or the the black pearl curse or whatever curse of the black pearl to me that was more talk and a little bit less pirate-ish uh i had to watch it but to me part two dead man's chest they really let the creativity, the, the director just go balls out, and it, that to me, that's it's a great movie. Um, you know, especially they really let Johnny Depp and Jack Sparrow just confuse, and they really just let him do his thing. And you can't tell me that Johnny Depp isn't at some level a pirate. That's how, that's how good that he made that part. He completely obliterated his Edward Scissorhands vibe to him, and he became a pirate. 
and it's such a good I mean his role in the Pirates of the Caribbean is so good uh it's it's phenomenal man like I can't I can't get on like I said I want to go watch Dead Man uh At World's End because the part when he's stuck in Davy Jones' locker and he gets resurrected he comes out and tells him why should I trust any of you Three of you had tried to kill me, or four of you had tried to kill me. One of you succeeded, and everybody's looking at each other, and it's uh, it's <laughs> it's Barbosa, it's William Turner, and William Turner's soon-to-be wife. I can't think of her name at the top of this. Um, but the little love triangle going on between. Jack Sparrow. Uh, I know her name is Kira Knightley. Orlando Bloom. That whole... But to me, that that's phenomenal too because in in that world's end, I mean, they, they touch on it more. And... You know, it's just what it is. Jack... And that's phenomenal. So, like I said, I've been I've been enjoying Disney Plus. I've had it now for a little bit more than like I don't know. I want to say a little bit more than a week or week and a half. And I've been I watched this thing called Ancient Greece or We We Are Greece or the Greece. I don't know the story of Greece, which I thought was phenomenal as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm just, I just started getting in. I, I watched the Mandalorian, so I don't need to watch that. Uh, but I'll probably watch it again now that I have it and I have time to rewatch it. You know, I, I might watch it again. You know, this is the way you're going to watch it, but I really can't wait for Marvel to start releasing some of these, you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier shit and all this other stuff. And for them to, you know, I want to watch Avatar. And stuff like that. But I've been enjoying the hell out of Disney Plus. Uh, you know, now that I just I got it and I can use it. Um, but yeah, but moving on from all that. I have now, I'm almost finished with Black Clover. I'm at like one episode 125 out of 133. So I'll finish that off within a week. But I want to touch up from where I left off. Where I'm at now Because now the story uh, My initial Predicts For Black Clover For where I thought it was going And trending Without without any spoilers Some of it was on Some of it is off um, But I do know I left off somewhere where Asta You know was You know this the third eye the third eye of the midnight sun or whatever the fuck they're called turns out okay so the third eye i'm going to just call them the third eye because that's their name is really long the third eye members of the third eye these fools had been politicking and sidestepping and interfering with especially with fauna and uh vana and and the other fool that didn't really get a chance to showcase his abilities, but he could copy everybody's abilities, but he just 
he had to touch their grimoire. Um, them three and Leetason uh, had been playing a fool out of everybody and the Wizard King Julius knew that there was a traitor amongst the ranks of the Magic Knights. They couldn't figure out who it was. I had pegged him as the traitor uh, but it turns out it was Captain Vengeance, William Vengeance of the Golden Dawn. Uh, but I think I had predicted it was him too. I knew Yami, Yami had thought it was him too, and I did. I thought it was him too as well. I figured it was going to be one of the stronger of the opponents because it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been one of the weaker captains to be able to pull it off. Because they, like I guess they was able to trick uh, Fuego Leon. You know, cut his arm off and damn near kill him. I think that could have been none other than, and the the setup couldn't have been none other than the Wizard King Julius himself, or you know, the Golden Dawn Captain, or or I thought it was too was um, Noel's brother or whatever he was, father maybe. I thought possibly could have been him as well, but it turns out what it was. Lee Lee was living in. Uh, his soul, his elf soul was living in uh, Captain Vengeance's fucking body. And they, and he actually allowed him to live there. And they shared a lot in common. And, you know, Litasan told William that now that they had collected all the stones, all they needed was the one more stone that King Julius had. And they could... Set into motion the reincarnation of all the elves into human bodies, and that fight between King Julius and and Lee, that shit is pretty good. I mean, I was the battle itself. King Julius, uh, the Wizard King, his grimoire and his ability to control time. Uh. That's not the first time I've seen it in an anime. Uh, Homie Dio from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure also was able to control the time of the world. Was his uh, stand ability. Uh, and they both had a similar you know, usage of it. Uh, Julius was able to anticipate... He could see into the future, but what Leet didn't know was how far he could see into the future. So he could dodge and evade any attacks. But Leet is moving so fast because he's got light magic. You know, the speed of light moves pretty fast. That he's able to avoid capture from Julius. Julius is trying to use those little Kronos bubbles to fucking catch him. Leet then... Realizes okay, the only way to beat him is to make him use his time somewhere else. So he sends down an ungodly amount of fucking light arrows or whatever the fuck he conjured up, and he shoots them at everybody like everybody in Clover Kingdom. And that forces Julius to freeze time on a fucking on a massive scale 
basically he uses his entire grimoire to fucking shield the entire Clover Kingdom from a massive attack. And while he does that, Lee ends up fucking getting his light sword and just fucking shanking Julius right through the gut. Which I thought damn was damn. I actually thought he was damn near impossible to beat. Especially if he could see the future. Um, they didn't get into his ability until towards until that moment, but um, the elves end up, you know, Lee ends up fucking putting the stones in. Actually, I don't know if it's Lee or Patry, but I think Lee is living in fucking vengeance and fucking. They're able to dig it. They get all the stones. They put it together. They reincarnate everybody. Uh, it's Asta, Magna, Yami, uh, Vanessa, Charmy, uh, Gray. And I think... I can't think of the guy who controls poison. Oh, and then the guy who ends up... I think it's Henry. Henry is the owner of the the hideout that the Black Bulls use. So there's only, there's only like a handful of them that stayed not... They didn't transform to elves. You know actually transforms into an elf. And actually... Let me rewind... The magic knights end up going to raid the third eye, and Lee at the same time, Lee is able to acquire all the stones and put them in during their fights. Because Fuego Leon's sister, uh, I can't think of her name off the top of my head, uh, she's fighting the guy. Her, Asta, and Zoro are fighting. Uh, the guy who can copy everybody's abilities. That's his fucking magic. They're fighting him. And he... You know... He's fighting Asta. And he leaves Zach. He leaves... They... Zoro and Asta leave... To go... I don't know what they leave, but he they end up leaving the captain with that guy fighting. And the elves thought they were just going to roll over the humans. Didn't happen. Um, moving on from that, they eventually Asta and you know square up with Lee. Lee Tassan? They score up with Lee in a fucking... Well, actually, let me rewind. Asta... No, 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 not sorry. I forgot where how it happens, but Lee... Or maybe it's Patri. Patri squares up with both Yuno and Asta and... They... they that's pretty much a draw. <laughs> they fight. That's a good fight as well. You know, and has to go up and beyond their limits, and they try to attack that fool, and he pretty much eradicates them. He sends them fucking flying to God knows where. Um, but he ends up with uh, 
he ends up with Asta, you know, end up with Noel. Uh, I think it's Mimosa. He ends up with the captain of the no, Noel's older brother, the captain guy. I don't know his name. There's so many characters, I forget everybody's fucking name, but the guy that can bend the mercury. So they end up at Haji Village. And Asta finds out that he got another, uh, now another sword. He's got, he got the third sword. I'm not sure which demon sword, but that sword has the ability to erase the elves' re- reincarnation spell and reverse some side effects. Like he's able to reverse poison out of uh, their dad. And with that, Asta then goes on and he's starting to rip apart. The elf army freeing some of their souls. Uh, he frees Lux's soul when Luck was squaring off against Magna and Vanessa by themselves. The Asta showed up as soon as Magna and and Vanessa are about to get beat. Asta shows up to to stun Luck and actually beat him. Um, then they take on Ghosh and, and uh, Marie. And they end up beating them. And they take... They end up fighting, but they they end up taking... They go into the Shadow Palace. I forget how the Shadow Palace emerges, but the Shadow Palace comes up. And they take the magic gem that... You know was wearing the whole time. I forget how he got that or why he has that. The elves then take that, and in this shadow palace that they go into, they I think the elves believe that they're gonna that Patrick or Lee was gonna fully awaken. And with that magic stone, they were going to unlock something and it was just going to obliterate the humans. Turns out that... (laughs) Turns out that fucking the elves and humans are both being played by demons. Uh, And then this whole arc stretching from... Pretty much the beginning, the... Well, maybe about midway is that the elves were at this feudal war between them and the humans. Have been spurred on by an ancient demon some 500 years ago with the first wizard king. Like, I've gotten all the way up. Like, like I said, I'm almost finished. I don't know how much is left. But the demon in the very beginning of the very first episode, you know, you know, a long time ago, the world was about to be destroyed. And a lone mage saved the kingdom. That demon is actually an elf. Uh, the first wizard king is Lumiere. Salmillion Sal Clover. And he actually defeats... I think he actually fights Leet or Patri. Is the one that... His so much hate builds up into him that he turns into that monster and the demon is playing him he wants to take his body he actually wants to take his grimoire which is the light 
uh, and turn it into a five-leaf Grumar. That way he can control that and control the body and fuck up the whole world. But as it goes, he thought it was going to be simple, but Lumiere fucking stops him. But Lumiere doesn't know that there's a demon in, in charge behind the scenes. The demon doesn't present himself until he swipes the necklace off of Yuno and places it somewhere. And he's able to obtain a body and he's he takes Patri's fucking grimoire and fucking... He's got his own grimoire, his own abilities, and he's a demon and he's fucking powerful as shit. So while the humans and elves are, are tussling in the Shadow Palace... The demon presents himself and pretty much blurts out his whole plan and how nobody's going to stop him. And actually, nobody does stop him but Asta. And Asta, and only Asta stops him because I believe that Asta is he obviously going back to when the Queen of the Witches saved him. The demon pretty much told him. Uh, you know that he had this power within him that eventually was going to come up it was going to consume him and even the witch knew like hey like nobody could touch the sword you're touching because they're possessed by demons but you can and she was trying to control Asta to use Asta as her, to do her bidding but the demon that is in the grimoire that chose Asta that Asta's using I don't know where it's going, but I do believe now that we've now that we know that there's more than one demon. I would venture to say there's a whole slew of them, and only so many. Captain Yami also has demon magic about his black magic about his his sword. So I'm not sure how much demon is in Captain Yami either. Uh, his lightless slash and his uh, dimension slash you know it's able to hit the demons but only Asta because he has the demon dweller sword and the other demon swords about him and he's actually he can summon about half of himself to be a demon he uh, he was able to slash in slash the heart of the demon I don't even know the demon's name because he said his name but he only said it once and it's so hard to fucking even pronounce that I'm not even going to attempt to try but when he does kill him that demon passes by Asta's demon and Asta's demon tells him hey chief how is it you know and then he tells him well who are you and he says well I wouldn't worry about it you're about to disappear and he, that's what happens he ends up his spirit ends up dying uh, but I would venture to say there's got to be a whole slew of demons. And the fact that the demon that showed up was waiting 500 years to, to exact revenge only leads me to believe. And this is my hypothesis going forward. Eventually, Asta has the anti-magic sword. I think Asta is going to eventually erase every powerful magi- mage's magic from them I think even the because humans are corrupt he's going to have to either A they're going to square off against Asta as him by himself because I don't think they're going to allow him to be 
They already don't want him. They wanted to put him to death as baby Julius told told them. After all of that was done, they told him, look, you're going to probably be at war with the Diamond Kingdom or the Spade Kingdom or the Heart Kingdom. And or we're going to end up killing Asta because now that they know how much destruction was caused and spurned on by just one demon and now that pretty much everybody knows that Asta is half demon you know they don't know what they're going to do with him they just don't know because they figure you know eventually he's going to corrupt and I actually think that's probably the case as well because he already has an anti-magic sword and I figured he was unbeatable against pretty much anybody within the ranks Uh, he just has the ability to deflect and cut through everybody's magic and the fact that he can go uh, I believe he can probably go full demon and he has the ability to suck and absorb out anybody's magic He pro- they can probably politic him around to erase every top mage's power and leave him as the only one of any sort of power Uh, There's a lot of mages And I think And I actually think On top of that Asta might be immortal uh, Because he had The witch gave him a blood transfusion So he may have that immortality about himself already But I I think You know if If I'm just thinking out loud I think Ast is going to start out living most of the mages and most of their magic is going to die with them because he was the first of his kind born without magic and there's I, I would assume more and more people are going to be born without magic and he's going to erase magic from the ranks of the world and especially from the top from the top players of the other kingdoms that want to come invade he's probably going to erase their magics or defeat their magics and the, the ripple effect it would lead it to a point where either A the demon that dwells in Asta could take him over and you know and just rule the land I think that's that's quite a possibility or you know just however it may be you know that's what I kind of think so that's where I left off. They finished the demon arc. Now they're coming out the end of it and heading a new direction. And I think I got like like several more episodes to go. So I might uh, I might finish it off here soon. And I could touch on it some more on some more thoughts and get into a little bit more detail because I kind of just ran through like a, an important thirty episodes. <laughs> But yeah, I think I, overall the Black Clover, you know, series has gotten better and better. And I think now we're getting to the point where every other episode is a giant fight. Some groundbreaking shit is going on. Uh, that's where it's at, you know. Th- that's where we're at now. Like, 
Yudo can, he can, as he says, he can go turn himself black about two and a half times per battle or per day or so. And Yuna, and he's pushing himself to be the Wizard King. I, I don't really believe he's going to end up being the Wizard King. I think they're going to end up stopping him. They already want to stop him. They put him on that little trial. And they pretty much found him guilty. So now they're, you know, probably going to really enforce that down the line. And I just think, you know, I, I just think going forward that... They probably are are gonna fucking t- he's gonna tussle with the rest of the pecking order, especially the royals and the king's squad. And I it may come down to because I don't think you know I I don't think you know straight up squared up with Asta makes any sense as a match. There you know's outmatched. Um. The only one that makes sense matching, and Noel is not a match for him either. The only one that makes sense is Julius, who's now powerless, supposedly. They, they don't have any light magic. It would be some of the remaining elves that are there that have the light magic would probably have the best chance of stopping him. But as it is already, I think Asta's, and I already felt that before, Asta was already unbeatable. And now he's pushing himself to be even better than everybody else. And I, and I think just... There's nothing that nobody can do almost at this point with him. I think at this point it's pretty much case in point that he's unbeatable. Uh, I think Ast or Yuno is up there in as far as skill level. But head to head... Head to head, they're not gonna, you're not going to do nothing to him. The anti-magic sword is just so... His anti-magic abilities is just so crazy. That... They're nothing that... You know... That anybody can do. Maybe Yami... Maybe Yami could slash through him. But I don't even know that. Like I, I'm, I'm really hard-pressed to believe... That anybody can do anything to Asta. They're lucky Asta is like, oh my god, magic is so cool and everybody is so cool and he's kind of nerdy. They're lucky he doesn't have like a really serious edge about him. Otherwise, this would already be in the bag. But I don't know. I got a few episodes left. You know, I might touch on it on this next podcast that I do, you know. But I got to get to watch another shit. I still got to finish Queen of the South. I gotta finish up. Uh, the order dropped. Uh, the Umbrella Academy season two is coming soon. Uh, you know, there's there's a couple of uh, a couple of things I need I need to get done watching. You know, and I might I might get more into detail on onward, and maybe I'll watch it again. Maybe. You know, I'll actually review that into detail. Let me see what what I can find in Disney Plus. And let me see, you know... After after I finish this Black Clover 133 episodes deep... 
I don't know which anime direction I want to go either. Um, I binge watched Baki. I don't need to watch Baki. Um, I don't know where I want to go. I don't. Tower of God, maybe. Hmm. But I don't really know. I haven't haven't really got my sights set anywhere. Maybe I'll finish watching all of the JoJo's. I gotta go past Stardust Crusaders. Um, maybe, maybe I go there. Maybe um, I don't want to start One Piece because that's a thousand episodes. And I don't want to get caught up eighty episodes deep and be like, "Fuck, I'm just really good." Mm-mm. I'll save One Piece for another day, another time when I have more time. Hmm. Maybe I'll watch Dr. Stone. I don't know. Maybe Fire Force. Hair of Fire Force is pretty good. Um, so I don't know really where I'm going to go on the anime, but I'll figure it out. You know, this Black Black Over was really good. So, like I said, I'm nearing the end of it. I, but I think it's going to keep going. I don't know where it's going to end, if it's going to end. But, yeah, I, I got to finish watching Queen of the South. I got to finish, I uh, got to get on the, the Order Season 2. Um, and there's other things. I think I got some things I want to watch on Netflix. Uh, I know, obviously, on Disney Plus. So, with that, stay tuned. I, you know, I'll get this episode up, and we'll get on to the next one. You know, hopefully pretty soon. All right, laters.